Oh man, hello and welcome to another edition of the Pro Football Jokes Podcast. Oh man, it is so good to be here. The football season is teasing us. It is right around the corner. Uh, and of course, we know all of you guys are getting ready for your fantasy drafts. Uh, you need your last key information and Pro Football Jokes is always giving the people what they want. So we have a great show prepared for you. We are joined by the freaking beast himself, Alex. Alex, how you doing? I'm doing great. Good to be back. Uh, we, we took a little bit of hiatus during the off season, you know, some company vacations and stuff. Uh, but now we're back and uh, ready to talk some football, ready for the 2019 season. Yeah, those corporate retreats really get us on track for the for the year. And uh, Pep is a big organizer of those uh, corporate retreats. How are you doing, Pep? What's up, guys? <laughs> Sorry, I just put my headphones in for my listeners. And sorry for all the background noise, but yeah, I organize stuff and I'm a very organized guy and I uh, was, I'm very happy to be here. I'm just ecstatic. It's been too Uh, long. It's always good to have you here, Pep. You and I battled in the championships of our fantasy leagues last year, so I'm expecting the two of us to uh, give out the most advice here. And uh, Reeve, I believe you uh, at one point did decent in fantasy until everybody got hurt and you yelled at the screen a lot. How are you doing, Reeve? Yeah. Yeah, I think I really peaked in the first season of our fantasy <laughs> league. Um, that was the only time I think I made the playoffs. Um, got a series going on right now, going back over the the freaking beastness draft 2018. I was going from worst to first, and I have not gotten to any of you guys yet because uh, you guys finished ahead. Um, <laughs> That's pretty good. It's a league I think I have three second places in, and uh, including one to Bryce where I put up 40 points in the championship. So. <laughs> And Alex, I put up like 60 points. Man, I do not show in the championship round, but whatever. Who cares about actually winning, right? I'm, big, I'm a big fan of being the yeah. Bills. I'm the Bills, you know. Go there every year. Don't want to win it. Having a great time. Uh, but anyways, we have a wonderful article that I'm sure all of our listeners have already read and perused and kind of replaced all their rankings with. Uh, but this was written by Alex, and so we have his fantasy rankings by position. We're going to go through that just as it is on the website if you're following along as you listen to it. We're going to start with the QB rankings. And so, uh, Alex, I'm going to give you just a second to kind of defend your picks here before the three of us just tell you where you're wrong. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Uh, Yeah, I thought we'd go through, you know, I'll I'll kind of narrate just by tiers real quick. Uh, So I think Patrick Mahomes at the top. I don't think anybody really has a problem with that. Um, I I did put – uh, I put Sean Watson at two and then Andrew Luck at three. This was kind of a little bit before the injury talk got got a little concerning at, after I put put up my rankings. So, I mean, maybe moving down a little bit, but him, Aaron Rodgers, Baker Mayfield, uh, Matt Ryan, Kyler Murray at seven, Carson Wentz, Cam Newton, Drew Brees, Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson, Jared Goff, Tom Brady, Jameis Winston, Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Mitchell Trubisky, Josh Allen, Derek Carr, Sam Darnold, Matthew Stafford, and then Jimmy G. Uh, so wh- wh- where, what do you guys think about my rankings? Do you guys think they make sense or do you uh, have people you disagree with? I don't think they make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Something <laughs> So, Pearson, what, what do you see? What, what sticks out to you as a little off with these rankings as you look at them? All right. Let's talk about Kyler Murray at seven. Yeah, I, I, I agree. All right. All right. <laughs> Kyler Murray has a lot of rushing ability. He's coming into Cliff's offense. And there is definitely 
he could come out swinging and maybe blow me away right now, but it's always crazy to bet on a rookie, in my opinion, at that high and putting him past guys like Carson Wentz, Cam Newton, Drew Brees. Um, and then my, my next go-to, um, I actually agree with all the guys in the middle here. I think up to 17, all the guys from t- from 9 to 17, all the guys are esteemed passers, if you will. Um, and then we get to Lamar Jackson. Uh, I think that's a fair ranking because his rushing ability is uh, very good for fantasy purposes, um, but it will maybe not help him last the whole season and you'll be having to find a guy, uh, another guy, say Josh Allen or Mitch Trubisky to take over his spot on your team, which is not ideal. A little surprised uh, with Jimmy Garoppolo being dead last and Matthew Stafford. He's he's 25th. I only did the top 25. Well, of of your top 25, I'm surprised him being dead last on that list. Um, Although he hasn't shown much on the 49ers, I, I think there is upside and this is the last year for us to give him the benefit of the doubt before we say, okay, he's a Brock Osweiler. (laughs) I'm going to preface Jack's statement by saying, I think Matt Stafford's rating is fair uh, due to the fact that we have been riding his coattails since that one season he passed for 5,000 yards. And that is my piece. Look, let me defend the Lions here. We've been just lying to everybody saying how we want to run the ball all the time, but we would not actually be that stupid. We have not had a good running game in years, uh, basically, if ever, going back to Barry Sanders. Uh, we we know that we have some talented wide receivers. We just drafted a, a great blocking, but also receiving tight end. So we have got to throw the ball around. I've got to imagine this is all one big hoax. Matthew Stafford will be restored to his – glorious passing for a lot of yards and not as many wins as you might hope for. Yeah, the Daryl Bevel offense got to got, got to watch out for that. Yeah, man. He, Matthew Stafford's going to unveil a whole new scrambling ability we've never seen before. It's uh, <laughs> going to be revolutionary. To be fair, he is he is famous for not running it. So, yes, probably <laughs> <laughs> probably his most famous uh attribute there. Um but no, I, I, I think Matthew Stafford, you know, his last season kind of put put him low there for me. Uh, and I, I do kind of I do think Matt Patricia wants to run the ball. Um, so I, I, I don't think there's that much upside with Matthew Stafford. I don't care. I mean, I think Kenny, I love Kenny Holiday, but I don't know that I really trust the receivers after that. Marvin Jones is kind of a similar type of player. Um I think Danny Amendola is quite a bit of a downgrade from Golden Tate. Um, so, I mean, I, I, th- I think they're going to be a run-heavy offense. I think Matt Matthew Stafford, you know, he I, I wouldn't be that upset with Matthew Stafford as my fantasy quarterback. Um, I mean, if he's my only fantasy quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I could see him, you know, being a streamer, a guy, a guy you play maybe in a 2 QB league. Um, yeah. yeah, and that's what we're that's what we're looking at here. Fantasy, he's definitely going to have more fantasy points than like Sam Darnold. I'd put him up, even honestly with um, Brady. So it's it's kind of a cluster there in the middle. That's obviously kind of your backup QB. He'll be on your waiver wire. Uh, if we're talking about best team in football, best quarterback in football, that's a different conversation. But uh, for fantasy wise, I'd move him up a little bit. But honestly, I do agree that he is there towards that 17, 18, 19, 20 mark towards the end of it. Um, but going back, yeah, Kyler Murray, I just 
would be yeah, surprised. Just before before you go to Kyler Murray, I, I would say you know I, I wouldn't be surprised Matt Stafford finishes ahead of you know like Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, that those kind of players. But those you know you you can always see guys like that taking a step up and outproducing the draft draft price. Where Matthew Stafford, I think we've kind of seen the peak. Um, and if you're drafting a guy that late, you know you want you, you're you're taking the chance that maybe they'll. Maybe they'll produce. But I'd rather just take a chance on one of those guys, and if they if they don't work out, you can just drop them. That's fair, and I mean that's why I'm I'm worried with Kyler Murray is just kind of the hype coming around him that he has all these, uh, he's skilled, can do all these kind of things. But I just do not trust that offense to get very much so off the ground uh, this season for him to produce as a top ten fantasy quarterback. Uh, it's not bad for an upside shot towards the end, but I would be surprised. I would not take him as the QB seven. Uh, I just think that's way too high. I think you're also one of the biggest ones. I think Jameis Winston actually is looking like he'll be – I'd almost flip-flop him and Kyler Murray. I, I'm big on Jameis Winston this year. Yeah, of course, he likes to throw the ball to the other team. Who doesn't? Uh, but uh, I do think they're going to put up a ton of points there at Bruce Arians and what they got going on there in Tampa Bay. So I'm excited for Jameis Winston. One of my kind of picks. Look out for him. Yeah, I can see that. He definitely has a lot of weapons. Um but at the end of the day, I don't really trust Jameis, and he's going to have those weeks where he just completely flops and throws five picks. And I mean, he had <laughs> more weapons last year, and he got benched. Yeah, I, I say there's a big change yeah, in the he, coaching. To be fair, he he did put up fantasy points when he played, though. So I mean, that's and he doesn't have fifth magic ready to steal a spot this year. Yeah, there's there's not much behind him now. I mean. You, unless you're really scared of Ryan Griffin there. Um, but uh, Kyler Murray... Don't even know who that is. <laughs> uh, Kyler Murray, I I, I do trust... I, well, I don't trust the offense, but I believe in the offense. Um, it, I think I think Cliff Kingsbury can kind of bring something new to the NFL and catch people by surprise. And that rushing upside just is just so juicy for fantasy, you know? And I think so they're going to be... I think they're going to be behind in a lot of games. Yeah, so exactly. it's going to lead to them passing a lot. So yeah, I, I was actually in on the Cardinals. I thought they really got a lot better this offseason. Now they've had some injuries, some lost players, and I, now, now I'm a little bit cooling on that. But I still think their offense can put up some put up some numbers, and Kyler Murray with that rushing upside can can finish as a top ten quarterback. I mean, well, seen rookies do it with that. If you're if you're looking at a rushing upside, you have Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Mitchell Trubisky, Josh Allen, all down so low. I mean, Lamar, of course, is going to lead the league in yeah, rushing. They can't, none of them can throw the ball. Josh Allen can throw the ball a mile and a half. Do Just you want to go to somebody? <laughs> you're asking too much of a guy paid millions of dollars to throw a football. Come on. Uh, but yeah, I, actually, I think Lamar. I put Lamar up above. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger, he's a great quarterback, but I'm just. I'd, I'd move Lamar up the, the list. Someone worth taking a shot at. Again, you're not going to have to use any earlier on picks on him, uh, but he, he'll, he'll produce. He'll win you a few fantasy games. Yeah, and the, and the thing with all those other guys, also they they're all in high rush, high volume rushing offenses. Like Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Josh Allen, they're all going to be in offenses that primarily run the ball. They're, none of them are going to have a lot of volume passing. Whereas Kyler Murray, you know. Cliff Kingsbury wants to run a lot of plays and definitely pass the ball a lot. Um, and he'll still get his looks as a scrambler and as a runner. Yeah. Uh, 
any other thoughts on quarterback, the specific rankings on them? I do want to talk a little bit about QB philosophy in terms of drafting and, and throughout the season. But, Reed, did you have any others that you disagreed with or wanted to bring up? I'm just wondering, now with Luck's injury, where would you have him kind of in your confidence ranking? Like, where would you drop him to? I mean, honestly, uh, this kind of is a good segue into QB philosophy because, like, I'm not drafting him that high. Like, I... If he's available in like the tenth round, I'll take him. But I'm, yeah, I mean, maybe tenth is a little. Uh, he's not gonna be available in the tenth, but like maybe like the eighth round, I take him. Um, I, I I just don't really value taking a quarterback higher than that, um, unless it's a guy you know you're sure about. Like I think Patrick Mahomes is a pretty safe bet. Um, but other than that, I, I don't think I'd take a quarterback before, like, the eighth round. How Where many... would you take Patrick Mahomes? Fifth round? I don't eh, – no, nah, I don't think he'd be available in fifth round. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to get there because people are – people like to draft quarterbacks. And people want to have him on his team. Uh, yeah. my, my thought here, how many times – uh, what are the odds that uh, someone in our league drafts Drew Locke thinking that it's Andrew Locke available in the tenth round? <laughs> Uh, probably is Robbie a auto drafting or is Robbie <laughs> actually, actually be looking at the draft board? <laughs> <laughs> I bet that happens. Um, like, oh, Andrew Luck changed his name. Yeah, I, I agree. In a, one, in a one quarterback league, you just really can't afford to take a quarterback all that early if you want to have a strong, complete team. There's too many good guys that'll get comparable points. Uh, and have even higher upsides uh, waiting than you would if you were to draft early. Plus, you can't – there are too many quarterbacks to even try to get a stranglehold on the market. Even if you use the first – a couple of your first top five picks on major quarterbacks, they're not even necessarily the best trade assets for anybody unless injuries really plague somebody. But So do you guys want to hear a good joke from the history of our, of our league? Sure. So – I mean, I'm sure fantasy football was different back in 2012, but how many quarterbacks do you think we drafted in the first round of our first fantasy draft? I was literally just looking at this today, so I will not answer. <laughs> it is six. I was about to say. Well, that's when Robbie probably drafted. Robbie quarterbacks, I think. Yeah, the top three are quarterbacks. It was Cam Newton went to Bryce's team. Peyton Manning went to Daniel's team. And then Drew Brees went to my team. And hey, I made the finals that year. So I think most of you had not played fantasy before. I had Calvin yeah. Johnson, right? Yep. Yeah. So hey, I just want to say I picked RG3 that year. And I did not look back. He was a beast. And then uh we'll not talk about what happened after. But he he definitely carried me for a bit. And uh, good times. Great times, especially when your running back's getting three touchdowns and 200 yards and everybody wants to chant RG3. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I recommend, unless you're playing in a two-quarterback league, save your quarterback picks for the end. You can get quality players later in rounds, and you can um, get a much stronger uh, running back and wide receivers on your, on your squad. So yeah, sp- speaking of running backs, there's a lot here. Your top 50, since you have more running backs playing in the league, you want to make sure you know 
who those late round steals will be. So you can find all that at profootballjokes.com. So looking at the running backs here, we, we scroll down to that list. I'll give you a quick uh, second. You don't need to read off every single name here, Alex, but if you want to kind of give your philosophy as you, what makes running backs better than another aside from, you know, scoring points? Um, well, certainly being able the, the volume, knowing that they're going to get the ball a lot in, in, in a good offense. Um, certainly being in a good offense obviously helps. Um, and I'm certainly looking for guys, you know, whose talent I believe in do, you know, the, those are kind of three criteria, and you know, most people are playing PPR leagues now. I, I, I still like to play in a few standard leagues too, um, but you're you're looking for guys who can do both, catch the ball and run the ball. Um, I, I still, but but you shouldn't undervalue those guys who are gonna who are gonna get a lot of rushing attempts and get those goal line looks either. Um, so I mean, it's it's just a it's just a high variance and you gotta know guys you can trust to keep that job all year you don't want to invest in a guy just because of the workhorse and then have him lose his job uh you know six games in yeah then you're without without anybody yeah also so uh looking at this read what kind of sticks out to you about this list of course we have the easy top three four i guess with saquon ezekiel elliott alvin kamara david johnson you throw Le'Veon bell and christian mccaffrey in there (laughs) Um, yeah, I think I think you got a lot of you got a lot of faith in Cliff uh, Kingsbury's offense. Put Kyler at seven and David Johnson up at four. I don't know. In terms of confidence, I'd rather have Christian McCaffrey. I'd be feeling safer every week with Christian McCaffrey than David Johnson. I don't know, man. I Christian McCaffrey. I I I mean, he's certainly safe in PPR leagues. Like he's going to get you production, but. Really, he didn't really turn it on until late in the season last year, uh, and then he was just he was a monster. But he was playing like ninety-seven percent of the snaps. Do you really think that's going to continue and like have him be able to play, get that much volume, and have him not get hurt with that much volume? He's proved it so far. That's true, but I I just I I, I just don't think he's as good a player. Like, and I think that the Panthers would be smart to not use him as much. Like, the Saints don't use Alvin Kamara that much, and they're, you know, kind of similar type of players. I think Alvin Kamara is a better player. Um, but the Saints are, know that, that they want to conserve him. And it, running, he can run between the tackles, but Saints are like, why would we waste him running between the tackles when we can use him in space and have somebody else do the dirty work where they're more likely to get hurt? I guess the other one I I guess I'd say I disagree with was Dalvin Cook at nine. Um, He's doing. I think they got they got a number of other weapons there in Minnesota, so I don't know. I mean, do you really think Dalvin Cook's going to be a top ten top ten running back? With Dalvin yeah, Cook, you're. I was going to say Dalvin Cook. You're just betting on health. If he if he's got his health, then I would I would see him being a top ten back. But I mean, you got a couple guys right there on the edge. I mean, Melvin Gordon, if he plays football. Would probably I'd put him above him. Todd Gurley, we don't really know oh, what yeah. his status is, and Gary and Gurley are kind of are kind of qu- both question marks. I I'd probably move Melvin Gordon down a little bit now, actually, because I'm more concerned that he's going to miss games. But I think Kerry Johnson and Dalvin Cook are pretty similar, and honestly, with the same sort of risk if they can get banged up and then they're out. But I I like both of those running backs quite a bit if you're willing to uh, risk dealing with those nagging injuries and questionable type stuff. Yeah, I agree. I, I think they're both 
Nice, nice picks. Karen, I'm, I'm kind of a disappointed that Karen Johnson's value is rising so fast. He, yeah, he no, that really sucked for me. <laughs> he was going like the fifth round. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Now he's going in like the third. Yeah, no, you, you could get him as a potential RB1 at like a medium RB2 pick, but uh, no, not so much. Um, but yeah, looking at this, Pearson, who really sticks out to you in this list? Are there any kind of uh, names that you really think are going to jump up this list or names that are going to come back to bite people? I, I agree with Reeb with Dalvin Cook at nine because this is a personal feeling because last year in our league, I took him with my second pick and he did not produce like I wanted him to. And I think we've given him one too many chances. He showed promise in his first season, no doubt. Um, he definitely has the potential to, you know, pound, pound the rock. But uh, the way the Vikings offense was working last season, it got to a point where it felt like they're forcing, you know, running plays. They're forcing doing it because of the frustration that the ball just wasn't moving and Dalvin was injured. Um, and I think it will be kind of a committee and guys got to prove themselves. Um, I agree, Alex, we got to move Melvin Gordon down just a little bit uh, in terms of the contract situation. But um, yeah, Dalvin Cook really sticks out in that top 10. And then I think everything else after is pretty fair. And Alex can get pretty biased about his picks. But um <laughs> Chris Carson at 24 after rushing for 1,100 yards last season. I think Alex really put a lot of thought into this with Phil Lindsay at 27. Um, I, I can't say I disagree with many of the other picks. Um, I, I, I do want to go way down to 37 and talk about LaShawn McCoy. And if it's because of his age or injuries or both, or the fact that there are like six running backs and low. <laughs> um, but I mean, is LaShawn McCoy a guy you'd give up on and instead draft a uh, you know a guy you know is going to sit on your bench that you'll probably release? Would you rather take that guy or would you take LaShawn McCoy? I mean, I take I take a guy four spots behind him right there, Darwin Thompson. Man, take take a guy who has who has some action. All right, the Darwin Thompson is starting to get a lot of hype, by the way. Just like everybody's in on Darwin Thompson now. And I've been saying this since before the draft that, that he was a beast. And then he went to the perfect situation. Uh, like couldn't, couldn't have possibly been drafted by a better team. I'm like, this guy is basically Alvin Kamara. He needs to go to a system where he's going to be used correctly. He goes to the perfect system, the Kansas city chiefs who are going to know how to use him. And all he has in front of him is Damian Williams. Like, I don't think Damian Williams he, – like, he's better than Damian Williams. Uh, and why not Why not take a guy like him? I, I also like Matt Breida lower, lower than Sean McCoy right now. Like, I think he's the best runner on the 49ers team. I think eventually he's going to – I think there's a good chance he takes over that backfield. Uh, Caitlin Blage also lower than Sean McCoy. I mean, he, uh, Kenyon Drake's now hurt. I mean, and – Seems like everybody, every coach hates Kenyon Drake. <laughs> so a couple names. Oops, sorry, go Pat. Oh, go 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 ahead. I was just gonna say, take take a chance on one of these guys with upside. Why have a guy who's gonna get you, you know, eight nine points a game? Yeah, I'll say a couple things. Just my quick notes. I do think Fournette is actually gonna have a good season despite um, kind of uh, struggling. 
the past few years. I think this is kind of his chance to prove himself to earn another good contract. And um, he should be healthy getting going. Uh, Marlon Mack worries me a little bit with Andrew Luck. If Andrew Luck isn't there, that's going to really clamp down on their offense. Mark Ingram is definitely going to get some goal line touches and do his thing. I'd be wary of taking Jordan Howard just because uh, he's Jordan Howard. You never know what's going to happen with him. But uh, that, that seems like a risk a little high for me on the list here, but nothing too crazy. Um, and who, where else? Sorry, I lost my place. But I, Oh, yeah. Um, there's a particular, I feel, almost a sleeper on your list here, Alex, and plays for your favorite team. Guy that has once run for over 300 yards in one single football game, has run for 2,000 yards in a season, and says he's good to go. Plus, he needs to pay off all of his debts. This guy's going to be running for his life. Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson. <laughs> he's got this. I, I actually do think that he is set to, to do some good things. He'll have multiple 100-yard games this season. Yeah, I, I can see that. It's, certainly, he looked he looked really good in his first preseason action. Um, so I, I was pretty pleased with that. Um, the only thing with him is that I he started to fade towards the end of the last season. I can see a similar thing happening now. You know, he's an older back. Um, Why'd you put Geis so far ahead of him if Geis hasn't even played yet? I mean, I didn't put him that far ahead of him. But, uh, I mean, again, I, I'd rather just have the upside of somebody – who, who's fresh, who could take over that backfield. Um, I, I'd probably, maybe I should have, should have put him a little bit, a little bit closer. Um, but yeah, I, I think there, you know, there's a chance if Adrian Peterson gets hurt, maybe Darius Geist takes over. He's got more of a, more ability as a pass catcher. Um, I just worry with the high, the high upside picks that are slightly risky. You end up with a couple of, with Bishop Sankey's on your team. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I mean, that's why you take a bunch of running backs. Like, I'd say you take a bunch of high upside picks. If you, a few of them don't work out, you drop them. And you don't need to start five running backs. You you just need a few of them to work out. Um, or even just one of them. You get, you get a couple safe guys early, and then you take a couple shots later. I feel like the later rounds are when you want to take your shots on the high upside guys. You don't need somebody on your team, you're getting you 70 points a game. Yeah, so, all right, so we know Alex's philosophy here. It's, you know, get those safe guys first and then take some swings, get a lot of running backs. Pep, what's your philosophy when it comes to fantasy football and what are you looking for in your running back? When are you taking them? <laughs> well, in drafts with Alex, I always try to outsmart Alex and always <laughs> goes very poorly. Um, <laughs> I think this year around, though, um, I've been doing a lot of Yahoo drafts lately and – you know, we've, I've done it on three platforms, ESPN, NFL, and Yahoo, and the rankings are all very different. But one thing uh, this season is that DeAndre Hopkins is very high. He's number seven on Yahoo. Cool. We're, we're, not, we're, not, we're not a receiver right now. I'm sorry. I'm just, you know, when it comes to running backs, um, <laughs> I, I, my philosophy is always with your first pick, get a running back because it will hurt you. Uh, later in the draft when you're like, oh, I can get this guy because nobody else is thinking about him. And then you are out of running backs because somebody else is thinking the same way, <laughs> Alex. <laughs> okay. I, I, I would like to push back on that just a little bit. I think this year I I really like taking late in the first round um, just because I think you can if, – if you pick late in the first round, there are a lot of good receivers in there. You can, go, you can double up on receiver. And then on the 3-4 turn, there are some there are some pretty solid backs you can go for. 
Darion Johnson, Devontae Freeman, Leonard Fournette, I even like Josh Jacobs, Mark Ingram, Chris Carson. Like those type of guys I think are pretty are, are pretty solid picks as if, if you get two of those guys um, along with the two the two stud receivers that we'll get to in a little bit. Um, I must ask you all this. What are your thoughts on Lev Bell and James Conner this season? I know they're both cut from the same Steeler cloth, but um, they're looking at 9 and 10 in this Yahoo League I'm about to draft. Um, do you guys think James Conner was a one-year wonder? The Steelers drafted Benny Snell. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the Steelers' offense is going to be a little calmed down this season. Of course, with their wide receiver changes. And then uh, Connor, I think, is a subtle back. Uh, good to have him on your team. He is going to get opportunity. But I think Le'Veon Bell is the uh, – obviously, have a choice between them. I'd go Le'Veon Bell with them, even though I do not think that Jets team is that great. Yeah, I think I you agree. can clearly see in my rankings that I've Le'Veon Bell quite ahead of uh, James Connor and – uh, yeah, I think Le'Veon Bell is much better player. I don't. I, yeah, I don't think there's going to be much of it. I think the Jets' offense could easily be as good as the Steelers' offense this year. So I, I, I don't. I don't see a reason to take James Conner over, over Lev Bell. That that help you out, Pearson? Yeah, I. You know, I'm not a big fan of Lev Bell or James Conner, and either. Then don't pick him. Or- <laughs> I, I, I was just curious for you guys' thoughts. This uh, and, and speaking of, speak, uh, I want to talk about one running back who's not on my rankings. What about what about Kareem Hunt? Are any of you drafting Kareem? Hunt? Uh, seems uh, seems suspicious that you're going to ask me that before we draft here. I, was, no, uh, I got him in that one draft we did earlier. Oh really? Yeah. Right, so so I'm my my thing is that I, I why would you draft Kareem Hunt? Not not anything to do with off the field stuff but like he's gonna miss eight games and like oh my god i thought it was four <laughs> <laughs> he's he's gonna miss, i i know i i think kareem hunt is is a really talented back i think he's probably like he and nick chubb are probably both like top 10 talents uh at running back but you're gonna you're gonna have he's gonna go eight weeks where he's gonna get you zero keeping him on your bench and then when he comes back, you have no guarantee that he's going to take over the starting role. He probably probably isn't because Nick Chubb's going to be killing it. And at least those first couple of weeks, they're going to want to work him in slowly. And I, I mean, then you're then if you read, you're out of the playoffs, and you're like, oh, this was a waste. Well, I thought it was four, but <laughs> good thing I have Philip Lindsay and Adrian Peterson. <laughs> I, I don't think it. I don't think it hurts Nick Chubb's value at all. I, I see Kareem Hunt as a guy that might throw some people, <clears throat> Nick Chubb fans, off, and they don't want to reach that high for him. But Nick Chubb will totally pay off in my, my yeah. opinion. I, I'd, I'd be a little concerned if I draft Nick Chubb just because I do think Kareem Hunt is extremely talented and could could threaten him for some touches late in the year. But if, I, if I'm drafting a guy who's not going to play for eight weeks, I, I need to know that he's going to take over the backfield. I'm going to hold him on my bench for, for yeah. that long. Uh, Jack, we can't hear you anymore. <laughs> well, that's interesting how that happened. Can you hear me now? Well, now we can. Yes. Wow, that's uh, funny how that happened. Sorry for that, everybody. Um, 
was just saying, yeah, no, that that'd be too much to carry him on the bench and not uh, with, with that much uncertainty. There are too many other good players in the league. Uh, I mean, if you're in a big lead, maybe 12 or 14, I don't know, and you're taking a shot, but I mean, pick him up on the waiver wire a couple weeks before anybody else does. I mean, give yourself that chance. You're not, I don't think he's uh, going to be winning too many leagues. Yeah. So let's go ahead. Let's move this right along to our wide receivers. Another big uh, position, of course, for a uh, majority of the team, really. Uh, and we got the typical ones you'd expect. Odell, on DeAndre, Michael Thomas, Devonta Adams, Julio Jones, Tyreek Hill, Antonio Brown, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, and Adam Thielen round out your top ten. Interesting. Alex, what are your thoughts here as you're listing out the top uh, 50 receivers in the league? So I think – I, I would put, say, the, the top tier is the, that top six, OBJ, DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, Tyreek Hill. I would be – I think you can take any of those receivers, number one, um, as, the, as the top receiver, uh, and I'd be pretty that, – that's why being at two of those guys at the at the one-two turn, like that's – I think that's, that's a recipe for a fantasy championship because I, I, I love all those guys. And I put Odell number one. Um, kind of, I, I, I've always liked, I've liked OBJ. Uh, and I think this year in Cleveland, he has a chance to, to break out and have like 20 touchdown, 1800 yards. He has that kind of ceiling. That would be impressive. Yep. That'd be good for a fantasy team to have a receiver <laughs> do that. Yeah. That would uh, be impressive, Alex. You've always been high on Odell Beckham. We all oh, what is he going to do if he doesn't have Eli <laughs> throwing to him? <laughs> yeah, it's surprising. Like he, there have been all these questions, and Antonio Brown going to losing Ben Roethlisberger, but not as many questions about OBJ. It's an Eli. That's crazy. Who's gonna throw them slants? So I did think it is pretty crazy. So last year, on Scott's team, he had Antonio Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, and Adam Thielen. <laughs> Yeah. And did not make the playoffs because <laughs> his because run, his running backs were like Ronald Jones and Rashad Penny. It's yeah, it's garbage. But when I was looking over that, I was like, oh my god, he has four top ten receivers. Yeah, he. I I wouldn't. I I don't even know how that happens. He he. You can't even say he didn't have a supporting cast. That's a great point. He had. Four top nine <laughs> receivers. Uh, fantasy league is a marathon, not a sprint. Um, <laughs> but I don't even think that point applies to Scott's team because <laughs> guys kill it for the whole season. <laughs> so I guess that goes out to all of our our listeners: is you want some studs, but you want to you want to balance out the power among your team. You. You want to get a QB that is, you know, solid. But you don't want to reach for a QB. And I don't think Scott, in his mind, thought he was reaching for wide receivers at all. But you do have to get some running backs, you know, in, in those you know first five picks. You, you have to. You can't just uh, stream it the whole time, you know? Yeah. Yes, he learned, he learned that the hard way. He learned way. that the hard way. And, I mean, in, in a fierce fantasy football league like ours, you make a mistake like that, you're toast. On top of our game, <laughs> yeah, he took the steroid RB theory uh, to a whole new level with uh, yeah. 
Can I give Can I give you guys a rundown of the winning team of our league last year? My team. Let's sure, dude. The guys I won with: Russell Wilson, David Johnson, Dalvin Cook, Alshon Jeffrey, Stephon <laughs> Diggs, Tim Patrick, Zachary, Adrian <laughs> Peterson, kicker Greg the Leg, and Dolphins defense. <laughs> That's what really took you over the top. It's it's a marathon, not a sprint, fellas. I, don't even, I, don't, I legitimately don't even remember any of the players from my team from last year. I couldn't get it done. I forgot. I have so many fantasy leagues. <laughs> but I do remember Ben Roethlisberger carrying my other team to victory. So way to go. Um, <laughs> but looking. All right. A- anybody on this list that uh, you guys disagree with? or I mean, I understand it, but – I am sad with how low AJ Green is. And with his injury, I would have thought that would have bumped Tyler Boyd up. I really think he's going to be, you know, something special this year because uh, <laughs> Green Green can't stay on the field and Ross doesn't have hamstrings. So he's like our only target. Yeah, I don't think that's a good thing. <laughs> like, I, I mean, Tyler Boyd, I think, is like a good player, but not like a great player. I don't know if he can handle the load of being the only guy on your offense. Well, he's easily going to have a thousand yard season. I, yeah. I would make that my not. Yeah, I, yeah, I think he'd have like similar numbers to last year. I just don't see him taking a step up. That's why I'm, I'm kind of you know wide receiver. I I, I guess he's he, Evan was wide receiver three rather than a, a wide receiver two, which he, he probably was last year. But yeah, I, I don't know that I I trust him all that much and. I'd still rather have AJ Green coming back from I mean he finished as the wide receiver 17 last year. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm but you got to you got to figure out that you know some of these guys are are going to are going to take steps up. Some of them were hurt last year. Some of them you, know, you got Will Fuller above him. Will Fuller plays four games. <laughs> he catches eight touchdowns in four games. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the you got to you got to Take those chances. Will Fuller is going so late in drafts. I'm like, I I know there's a good chance he's going to miss games, but if he plays like ten games, then like he's he's a he's a league winner. Yeah, he's a, he is he play ten games at twenty touchdowns. Kind of pissing me off because he's been on he's been on my team the last couple of years and he has just killed it every time he's in. I play just because Deshaun finds him for two fifty yard touchdowns a game. It's Gold and now my secret's out, which really pisses me off. But you know what? It's all right. We'll live. I have my other steals in the draft. Everyone, do not draft Keenan Allen, specifically those in my league, as he has bad ankles. Nobody wants him. What, what about Antonio Brown? You guys concerned about taking not, him early? Not at all. I would not at tell all. every draft and every chance you get, definitely draft him. Um, I now in this Yahoo ranking I'm looking at, they've got Antonio Brown at 26. That's not the case on NFL or ESPN. I think they have him in the top 20. Um, but That's good value. I, I think um, he's got good value. And if you're going to get scared by these storylines about a helmet, nah, he's, I yeah, he's he's, he's going to reply. Jump on the Tyrell Williams train like I am in Dynasty. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, it is what it is, but um, yeah, yeah, 
couple names I really like here, of course, Kenny Galladay is a beast. Uh, Calvin Ridley will have a couple really good games for you. Will Fuller's great. Allen Robinson's good for about 600 yards every time they play the Lions. Um, a <laughs> couple good names there. I actually do think Emmanuel Sanders is a, is a useful kind of, you're looking for that flex third wide receiver type position. I think he's going to be better. A lot yeah. of people were scared off, but he seems like the kind of guy from everything we've seen so far. He's going to be back. He's going to be solid. Um, wouldn't be bad to have on your team. Uh, Josh Gordon, I was hoping that he was not going to get reinstated until after our draft because I was definitely going to pick him now that he's in there. Uh, you never know. He could very easily get himself kicked out of the league again, um, and you, it's tough to bet on some of the Patriots guys going on, but I do I do think he's a good pickup, especially how late he tends to be going. It's, it's worth on the upside sort of pick there. Um uh, Josh Gordon has a, has a huge range of where where he's going right now. Like uh, some guys, I mean, some rankings have him, have him pretty high, like going like seventh round. Like I'm, that, that's I'm, a I'm that, that, that's yet. a little scary. <laughs> that's that's, <laughs> that's how week three when he's out of the league, then you're like, wow, dang. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, the, that's the thing. Like last year, like even when he was playing, he he was he was very good, but like he wasn't that elite receiver that he was, you know, back in 2013. Yeah, 2013 is a long time ago, man. I don't think he has that, you know, wide receiver one type upside anymore. But he had 1,500 yards in 13 games. (laughs) Certainly he's worth that, that, you know, late round flyer, but you you never know if he's going to play. And if he plays, I don't – I think, you know, he's a wide receiver too at best. So I'd I'd still – Wait a little bit. How did, is Marvin Jones not on this list? No. Yeah, well, Alex doesn't let no, no good receivers, so it's okay. Uh, but looking <laughs> real quick, this actually I think is – I don't know um, what you guys thought, but what about Amari Cooper? Did nothing, got traded, did a little bit. Are you guys, like, excited to have him on your team, or are you kind of – he honestly – I've seen he's injured. He's injured uh, now, and isn't he supposed to come back, like, right at the start of the season? Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not touching Amari Cooper. I I think I'm lower on him than most other people. Yeah, you uh, still have him 17. Yeah, he's going he's going way higher don't, than that. I mean, don't draft Amari Cooper way higher than that. Let me just <laughs> fantasy advice for the masses. <laughs> and he's going like third, fourth. I think he's he's going. Like I'll pass. Round. Yep, pick him. That's that's when you that's pick when you him. cheer when the guy next to you just picks that guy in the third round. Feels really good about it. And you're just like, good job, man. You got this. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not touching Amari Cooper there. I, I I think he's fine. I'd rather take some of these other guys who have who have a better chance. Kenny Galladay, I'm a little he's he's another I don't I don't want no I, everybody's down on the Lions, but they're drafting <laughs> these Lions players super high. <laughs> like I, I liked both Kenny Galladay and Carrion Johnson. They're just, they're just skyrocketing their value, but um Carry on. I, I like at his current price. Kenny Galladay. I think uh, he, he might have might have been might be a little too pricey for me at this point. And you're confident to have Robbie Anderson at 21. Why not? Who who would you put ahead of him, Raven? Well, you know who I'd put ahead of him. Who? AJ Green, Tyler Boyd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Obviously, I would. Could yeah. I make this point about Rams receivers? With Todd Gurley's limited action, a lot of these guys um, thrived on the play action. Um, obviously, the Rams didn't run play action every single time they dropped back and passed. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, 
I think a lot of their success, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, they're all very good, and I wouldn't bump them down. But I am a little wary this season with without Todd Gurley. Um, Daryl Henderson's a little bit of a question mark. Uh, what what their roles will be if yeah. if the, if everybody catches on to this play action thing and stops it? Like the yeah, Patriots. I feel like there's. Oh, I, I am a little nervous that you know one of them is going to regress, or maybe maybe multiple of them regress. Um, but I, I just I, it's hard for me to move them down based on that that speculation. I especially since I don't know which one of them will regress. So I, I think I'd I'd take Brandon Cooks, who would be my my top choice because I think we've seen him succeed in multiple systems. Um, and I think his role is the most is is the hardest to duplicate, I guess, because um, I don't I don't think any anybody else on the team has his speed. So um, I think he'd be the one I feel most confident with. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts here on wide receivers? Philosophy. My philosophy for drafting wide receivers is just. It's pretty simple. Do you like that offense is, is a huge part of it, and what's their opportunity? Are they kind of a go-to guy? Do you know they're going to get chances um, to get the ball thrown their way? I mean, it really comes down to that for me. Do I like the offense is big, and then how, how many targets are they getting? Yeah, and I will say I, I have kind of a similar philosophy to receiver as running back, um, but sometimes if, if you don't – typically I'll just go, you know, I'll draft one quarterback, one tight end, and you know one defense, whatever else you need, kicker. But uh, and then the rest of my roster will just be running backs and wide receivers. I'll kind of split it down the middle. But there, I, I think there's also the, the another option for me would be to go if you're going a lot of running backs early. You go you get, or a couple of wide receivers early. You do one one position where you get the studs. Uh, and then you take a lot of shots at the other position um, with just high upside guys uh, later at the other position, and you just hope you can work out. Reed goes for the Bengal guys. That's good. Continue to work for you. <laughs> It'll keep me going six and eight every year. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's take a peek at these tight ends, the last kind of position of value. Uh, there's a, a definite clear top three of Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, and George Kittle. Uh, I would say those are basically the only tight ends you'd want to stretch for. Then after that, there's a lot of guys that have some solid opportunities, but um, would be tough to want to spend an earlier round pick on. But uh, what are your guys' thoughts here on the tight end? I, I love this mid-round of tight ends where you can get them in, you know, like the fifth to seventh round from OJ Howard to Jared Cook. Um, OJ Howard has been my, my go-to guy in pretty much every draft. Like I think he has the upside to finish as the tight end one possibly. Like he, I, I think he, he and George Kittle were having similar type breakout seasons until then OJ Howard got hurt and George Kittle had that 200 yard game that kind of made people focus in on George Kittle and forget about OJ Howard. But I think, O.J. Howard is just as good as some of these higher guys. Uh, and Hunter Henry, uh, people forget about him because uh, he was hurt last year, despite what Stephen A. Smith might say. Um, <laughs> and uh, Evan Ingram had a, had a really solid uh, end to last year after after a really good rookie year. Um, and Jared Cook has, has been really good the past 
past couple of years um, and go into a good situation in New Orleans. The disrespect to touchdown machine, <laughs> Eric Ebron. I am higher than most people, honestly. Like, why? Like, why? Why are people low on him? He's not going to score fourteen touchdowns again. You don't know that. <laughs> well, Jack Doyle's coming back. Yeah, I, I, I think everybody. Jack Doyle did, out all last year. He was out for most of it. Yeah. And yeah, I I still have him eight because he was he was good last year, and I think Andrew Luck trusts him, uh, so I think I think he'll get some op- some more opportunities. Um, but yeah, I, I, I can't put him. He's he's in a definitely a different tier than those top. I'd say the top three are in one tier, and then the the mid round guys four through seven are in the second tier, and then there's a clear drop off. Jimmy yeah. Graham has fallen so far. <laughs> he got his wide receiver pay. I guess that was the highlight of his career. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I think this year with tight ends it's a little tricky with our top three because I'm always under this impression that these guys are too high. No matter who the best tight end in the league is, like if it's points per reception, I understand it. But Travis Kelsey in Yahoo was ranked uh, 14th overall, and that is just too high. Well, Travis Kelsey's pretty good, man, and he gets a lot of targets. He does. No, I'm, right. I'm kind of with you though. This, I think, I think in last year I was all I drafted Travis Kelsey in a bunch of leagues, and it it really helped me out because you have that huge advantage at tight end. But now I think there are a few more tight ends that I kind of feel comfortable with, and I don't think there's as big a gap between him and, uh, like I said, those top seven. I, I'd feel pretty good about having any of them. So I think I I prefer waiting to some of those mid round guys. I think there are a few later round guys who are interesting. Uh, I I haven't I I don't really have the balls to wait on the, for those guys just because. I think you're you're left out in the cold if you don't get one of those top seven guys because you're have the risk of one of those the guy you do pick not working out and then you have to stream and then you're you're in trouble. Yeah, you keep streaming Austin Hooper every week. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to bring up Mark Andrews at eleven, and I I'd say Alex he's a little too high just because Joe Flacco isn't there anymore. Like. I, I always saw tight end Ravens as guys I'd stream immediately, like Crockett Gilmore. Uh, Lamar Jackson likes likes his tight ends too, though. He likes throwing over the middle. Yeah, I, I would even stream um, – well, Jake Butt just got hurt, but uh, <laughs> Hawkinson. No, Hawkinson's on the lines. I'm sorry. No um, fan. No fan. Thank you. Um, if he wins that job, I'd even stream him at tight end. I just – I yeah. guess I – you blinded on wide receivers and running backs to the point where it's just too late to get a tight end. And I, I, I kind of like Will Disley too in eighteen. I'm gonna see how he he started off so hot last year and like Seahawks don't have much in the passing game and Russell seems to like going to him. I, I don't know. He, he's he came out of tight end and everybody's like, oh well, he's the best blocking tight end in the draft. Um, so that's what you want from your fantasy tight end. Um, but, but then he showed some receiving ability and I don't know, that's kind of like, 
a very Seahawks thing to do to just use a blocking tight end a lot and end up throwing to him, scoring scoring a lot of touchdowns. I I, I could see a little bit of a breakout. I will just say, but I'm probably not gonna actually draft him in that place. But if you want to, you're in a really deep this, this podcast real quick. Um, because I'm doing a draft right now for all our listeners. I'm doing my brother's draft. My first two picks have been David Johnson and Nick Chubb, uh, I think are pretty solid. And Travis Kelsey is still on the board at pick 25. Take him. Is it PPR or uh, standard? Standard. I'd still take him. I think I'm going to take him. Um. Nick Chubb was ranked six overall, by the way, and he fell to sixteen. Nice and right. <laughs> so I mean, I'm those were my top two guys I wanted: David Johnson and Nick Chubb. I'm a big David Johnson fan, but that's uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, I think David Johnson, Nick Chubb, and Travis Kelsey first three picks. I don't think that's too bad. <laughs> Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb being rated number six seems a little high. Yeah, Yahoo is Yahoo's effed. <laughs> you guys i going back to tight ends here for a second i don't know how many years i've looked at jordan reed and like tyler eifert and been like those guys are good they catch touchdowns right i look at them every year and i'm like they're top tight ends in the league they play two games and do nothing but i'm still, yeah, I'm, still kinda, I'm still looking at them as good picks i don't know what that's yeah, about i kind of gave up last year um, but I still have Jordan Reed as a little bit of a as a very low end and in a tight in a twelve team league he'd be a tight end one. So um, him. I do have him up there. Uh, yeah, because you can rank him however you want. But uh, I, I do think <laughs> yeah, some of these new guys coming in. TJ, of course, I'm a big fan of all the Troy players. Um, Eric Ebron, I expect to fall down quite a bit. Jared Cook has a chance to fall down too. <laughs> But OJ Howard is a is a beast. I think I firmly agree with you on that, Alex. I'm gonna be racing you to get OJ Howard. You might have to pick him in like the fourth round, Alex, if you really want him. Okay. I was gonna ask you if Darren Waller <laughs> if Darren Waller was getting the the hard knocks bonus, but I guess you came out with this list before the previous hard knocks episode. I, I did. I you know, raving about him. Yeah, he's he's he was getting a little bit of hype before that episode. I haven't watched it yet, actually, but um, he, he he was getting a little bit of hype, so yeah, you know, I threw him in there at twenty five. Why not? All right, so that's that is our, the tight ends on there again. Don't be left in the cold. You do want to make sure you have one of the competitive ones. And now the last two positions will hit pretty quickly here before some bold predictions. <laughs> uh, I don't know how much time you really want to spend on it, but kickers. I do like having kickers in the league because it adds a little variance, a little chaos. Yeah, that one league where you yeah. play the guy who's kicker at 18 points and <laughs> outscores every team. Yep, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. The only thing worse yeah. was when my Lions legitimately lost to Justin Tucker kicking six field goals and we lost 18 to 16. <laughs> that sucked worse than the fantasy loss, but that was pretty bad. <laughs> but it's more fun watching Reed and get upset. Absolutely. Because, Kick away, guys. Because <laughs> Justin Tucker hits two 50-plus field goals. Uh, only, only guy I really want to point out here, I didn't really spend that much time on these kicker rankings, uh, Kari Vedvik. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Um, he's the kicker the Vikings just traded for, or traded for, I guess, it was a week or so ago now, um, from, from the Ravens. Uh, he was on their 
at practice while they gave up a, a fifth round pick for him. Uh, and he's apparently been killing it. Obviously, the Ravens don't need him because they have Justin Tucker. Um, some Norwegian kicker, I want to say. So I, I, I don't even remember where he's from, but I, that, that would be appropriate where, to go to the Vikings. Um, where is the Bears kicker? <laughs> didn't 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 put him on here. Surprising. Ah, <laughs> I don't even think they have <laughs> one yet, so yeah, they're we, probably good. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, I think it's Eddie Pinheiro is the, the their kicker right now, the only kicker on the roster right now, but who knows if they'll even keep him. Um, their their kicking competition has not been been going great. Yeah, it's a shame. A kid that I actually used to used to play <laughs> soccer with tried out for them. Chris Blewett. So shout out to Chris. <laughs> we, we were we talked about him on one of our podcasts previously. We were like, oh, they, really? they actually yeah. have a kicker on their team named Blewett. <laughs> yeah, I played I played soccer with him growing up, but I think he got cut. So Ooh, he did so close. He blew it. But, <laughs> All right, so kicker, yeah, you want a good offense. You want somebody that's going to put it through the uprights and not hit them twice and lose the game, Uh, that kind of stuff. So looks pretty good. Have some fun with your kickers. Uh, Don't be the guy that carries, like, two kickers on his team, please. Just just be smart. You only need one a week when he's on a bye. Like Taco. (laughs) Hey, our season was very unique. Greg the Leg was on IR. Yeah. But he came back, and he crushed it. That's fair. My on kickers are Greg the Leg, uh, Butker, maybe Kaimi Fairbairn. Other than that, stream. Just stream and stream. What about yeah, Justin don't... Tucker? Man. Justin Tucker's a beast, but don't pick a kicker until the last two rounds. Like, just... No. <laughs> Look in there. Or in my case, <laughs> my case, you forget how many rounds are in the draft and you forget <laughs> and you don't plan it out well. So you have to go pick one up afterwards. <laughs> Uh, then looking defensively, we'll just kind of get the rankings here. You can see them online. But uh, any that you're actually like excited for, thinking that they have a chance to produce an abnormal amount of fantasy points this year? I'm kind of excited for the Broncos. I have them at number two. Uh, it's pretty pretty high for them. I just I, I trust Vic Fangio. He's just a beast and certainly got some players to work with there in in Denver. Von Miller, Bradley Chubb going to get those sacks. And I, I, I think that that's one that – could be that the fantasy defense this year. Man, I'm Broncos. I got nothing to say about defenses. It's a crapshoot of who gets around <laughs> and pick six and all this kind of junk. So you never know. I've, I've, where the Lions have been like the worst team in the league. They've had a top ten defense before. You so you just get get that. <laughs> but have fun. Pick who you want to yell, being frustrated at. You know all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's it's just you just want to stream defenses. So just just wait on defense. That's good. Well, there you have it, guys. Some uh, some talk. Hopefully that helps you guys get some uh, clarity on your fantasy football leagues, a little bit of strategy, some player rankings to kind of go for. Um, that's for, again, all snake drafts. We didn't do any sort of auction talk. If you do an auction draft, uh, you know, get good players. Don't get bad ones. Spend your money wisely. There's your advice. Uh, super helpful. But we are on to Reeb's favorite segment, which is overreactions. And this time it's fantasy edition. So, what have you seen in the offseason or maybe in preseason that you're overreacting to? Uh, and therefore, it's going to carry into your fantasy football season. Does anybody have a reaction that wants to start and know we need some more time? I actually got one. What? Whoa. It's crazy. <laughs> it's oh, crazy. Man. I got to start the year off right. 
All right, I, to- I told it. you I was going to grab something from this this Bengals Giants game, and uh, CJ Uzama just caught a touchdown pass, and so uh, I think you missed him on your top twenty five tight ends, Alex. I think he will end up being a top twenty five tight end. Yeah, once Tyler Eifert inevitably gets hurt, then yep, <laughs> will step up and yep. All right, you actually did it. Congrats, I, man. I, I thought That's... you might might say something about Ryan Finley, who's been killing it, freaking ripped up the Redskins defense in preseason. I, he I is uh, not doing too great against the not yeah. doing too great against the Giants right now. <laughs> well, he he killed the first. But that also that also might be the offensive line. Well, yeah, but. Yeah, it's not great. We're starting the, <laughs> I don't know, the dude that got concussed and then uh, Bobby Hart as our tackles. So it's not great. Yeah, yeah. but they they wanted Bobby to, they gave Bobby Hart that extension. They really believe he it. is a captain. <laughs> He's got that leadership. He does not lead by example. No. <laughs> or maybe he does. But yeah, that's my that's my overreaction. That's pretty good. Uh, Pat, you have an overreaction? Yeah. Well, um, for all our fans, you you guys know my last overreaction. It was David Montgomery will rush for fifteen hundred yards this season. Um, I think my overreaction is going to be an over apologetic apology to Nathan Peterman after watching Hard Knocks. Really seems like a genuine nice guy. He's so polite and nice. And Nathan Peterman, I am so sorry that I ever bagged on you on Twitter and stuff. Like, you know, that game against the Ravens week one, you won me 90 bucks by throwing five picks. We won't go there. This Nate Peterman guy, he's growing on me, man. <laughs> so, Nathan Peterman, I am just, I'm so sorry. I know you listen to this podcast as much as you can. Um, I'm, I'm wishing the best for you. I hope you beat out Mike Glennon in that competition. Um, that run you made was really heroic on the second pre- or first preseason game. I'm sorry. Um, so not much of an overreaction, more of an over-apology from me. <laughs> We're all sorry, Nathan nice. Peterman. You got what it takes. How about you, you, should, you, should, you should draft him in fantasy just to, to make, it, uh, make your apology official, dude. I agree. Oh, I was much guilt i almost took him with my first pick for my brothers <laughs> my overreaction is that darwin thompson will be a top five fantasy back over the second half of the fantasy season i'm gonna say yeah. you know, maybe he doesn't win the win the job right away um but it'll be clear that he's the better back over the course of the season by this by the second half of the season he'll be a top five for those last eight games or I guess I guess we'll say the fantasy season. So you know, last seven games or so. Uh, that would be pretty cool. That could win you a championship. Uh, and I myself am overreacting to this Antonio Brown helmet situation. It's got me freaked out, spooked out about the Raiders receiver. I fear that one time he's going to get hit in the head. He's going to claim concussion, try to sue the NFL, and sit out six weeks. So I'm uh, would uh, the NFL is going to go broke. Stay stay away. <laughs> Uh, watch out for uh, somebody who's complaining about the equipment. So uh, that's my overreaction. Wow. All right, those are 
some pretty good overreactions, guys. I'm proud of us. We did it. We did it. We're proud of the people that have made it an hour into this podcast. We're ready for the overreactions. Hopefully they didn't disappoint. Hopefully you're all ready for a fantastic fantasy football season. We here Unless at Pro Football Jokes. It. Yeah, we here we here at Pro Football Jokes want to know how your fantasy football season is going. So please tweet at us. I think it's at Pro Football Joke. Uh, let us know how it, how things are going. We'll give you a singular. You think singular it is joke. That pro football joke. Yeah. What you think? Yeah, was that wrong? Was that right? Do you follow it? Is, it is pro football just, joke. Yeah. I was right. Just, pro football joke. Come on, tweet us at pro football joke. We'll let you know. If you're wondering live, we are always very responsive. So in that minute and thirty seconds you have to pick, we'll give you our fantasy advice if you tweet at us. Yeah, it's like yep. automated. Our phones get like that, you know, amber alert. <laughs> <laughs> so we are like ready to get you. We, uh, I'll, I'll go to where you are and make do your draft for you. <laughs> He's actually not kidding about that. So whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, I think that's going to do it here for our latest fantasy edition of uh, Pro Football Jokes podcast. Uh, appreciate everybody listening and uh, yeah have a great draft have a great season and uh, for all of us here make jokes and drink some jokes.